0: today's show, Brendan Escott is back in the 630 Chet Studios Bob Stoffer in Ice District at Rogers Place, and speaking of Rogers Place give us the deets, Brendan, what's going on with Depeche Mode?
1: Yeah, uh, I believe it's November 21st they're rolling through Rogers Place as was just announced this morning <laughs>
0: And you know what that means. We'll be on the road for that one. That's going to be my... L- I've already... Brennan, I already have guys texting me. Stop! can you get me some Depeche Mode tickets? So, um, a lot of fans out there. Welcome, everybody. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are on the ice. It's a 12 o'clock practice today coming off of a uh, 5-4 shootout loss of the hands last night to the Detroit Red Wings. Frankly, Edmonton should have won the hockey game. Uh, I believe the scoring chances... As per natural stat trick, 41 to 13 for Edmonton in that game. It was the highest uh, percentage that Edmonton had had all season A game. They pick up one point. There's no way to sugarcoat this. In the last two games, Stuart Skinner against the Montreal Canadiens, he'd tell you it, he should have had two or three back. The Oilers gave that one away against Montreal. Last night, Jack Campbell, by his standards, and he'd been playing pretty good a late. Uh, he fought the puck. Uh, Larkin stuck one by him early. A terrible 2 nothing goal off a faceoff, a D zone faceoff loss. Just a puck funnel to the front of the net. He uh, got another power play goal uh, to make it a uh, 3 0. Uh, 3-1 game after Edmonton made it 2-1. And then the 4-2 goal wasn't pretty as well. So a real tough night for Jack Hamlin. Didn't make a great save once Edmonton got it to 4-4. Leiter had 2-2 on 1s in overtime. Didn't capitalize. Only got a point against Detroit. Edmonton, nonetheless, are 12-4-4 since Christmas. But they had an 8-game window after going 5-0 and in 5 consecutive games. 8 straight games against teams that were 22nd to thirty-two. In the NHL standings, and the orders went 4 1 and 3. So they ended up picking 11 out of a possible 16 points against those teams. Needed to be better. That's all there is to it. Needed to get at least a couple more points, in, in, in my books. And so, look, I appreciate the team's been playing fairly. They were pretty good last night in that game, Brendan. Uh, you know, you pump 45 shots on goal, you tip your hat to Billy Huso. But you the end of the day, you got to find a way to beat a team in Detroit's position in the standings, and ultimately the Oilers didn't get it.
1: I completely agree. You, you hope that you don't end up lamenting this type of game. We've talked about them. I remember the Anaheim loss. Of course, we all do. Um, you know, it's nice to eke out a point, but this team knows that they're a lot better than that. They're, they're still, I mean, they've got one loss, or I think they're, they've got points in 13 of 14 games. I was thinking about this earlier. Like, this is still an incredible run that they've been on, but because of how muddy the Pacific Division is and because of how uh, little separation they were able to garner or not, I suppose, in the first half of the season. then yeah, that game last night, that extra point does mean a lot.
0: All right. Well, uh, the Oilers are going to get a significant step up in weight class. The New York Rangers are in town tomorrow against the Oilers. That's a 7 o'clock buck drop here at Rogers Place. And then the team flies to Denver, Colorado Saturday to take the avalanche on for a matinee on Sunday. So the next two games are against two real good teams. And Colorado came in here earlier in the year They were injury-depleted, and they kicked the Oilers in the teeth. I mean, Edmonton found a way to get a point in that game, but the Avs were simply better. So the Oilers got to get going. Uh, We will tell you we are in uh, the building uh, in Rogers' place as we speak. Um, Not on the ice today. Evander Kane... Yessa Pogliarvi is uh, not out there, nor is Vincent D'Harnay. Vincent D'Harnay was sick. That's why he missed yesterday's game, so not a surprise there. Kane might be dealing with something minor. Uh, He's a tough guy to contend to play through injuries. Uh, It's a possibility because this is the second practice he's missed this week. I believe that Leon Dreisaitl, when he missed uh, the practice on Tuesday, was not feeling well. I thought Leon had a lot of energy going last night. Pogliarvi, not quite sure what's going on, we can tell you. Nobody's been placed on waivers at this point, of course. At some point, Kater Yamamoto uh, likely is, is going to get uh, activated, but we don't know when that is, and he's got to get cleared to play. And this is where I'm actually going to circle back to the work, the fine work that Hart Levine does on uh, Puckpedia uh, to give you a little bit of a perspective here. Uh, where did it go? Well, anyhow, bottom lines, uh, the Oilers' options are uh, in order to activate Yamamoto, I'm not sure when that's going to be, the orders would have to waive a forward that's making uh, you know, $1.25 million or more or conversely send down a couple players. That could be an option as well, guys on ELC, or somebody could go on LTIR. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities. The Yamamoto could be activated for tomorrow night's game because there's a couple different options. Uh, But right now, one of the options does not appear since no one's on waivers today uh, that uh, there would be a player waived because theoretically they would have been needed to waive today to clear tomorrow to activate Yamamoto. So Yamamoto could still be activated. But it would have to happen if a guy ended up on LTIR or, conversely, if they moved a couple guys on ELCs down to the minors. We await uh, what happens there. That's the best I can tell you at this time. We got Sportsnet Color Analyst Louis DeBrusca, 1235, today. Oiler's Assistant General Manager, Brad Holland, he takes care of pro scouting. Uh, He has a strong analytics and video background. Uh, I would say he's new school. And we'll talk a bit about the the Oilers just had the pro scouting meetings. Now, understand, the Oilers can't specifically sit there and say, well, we're targeting this player, Eric Carlson. We could talk about Eric Carlson on our show Oilers now, but the Oilers can't say, hey, we're all in on Eric Carlson. Uh, But we can talk about target areas and maybe – some of the exercises in terms of the evaluation, how many players are out there, what Brad's perception of the upcoming trade deadline is. You know Frank Cervales and you know Elliot Friedman. They think it is going to be a buyer's market. Time will tell in that regard. And some big news in the television industry involving uh, some of the regional packages. NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. He will join us at 1:35 today. Our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no uh, payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Steve and uh, Bobby and the gang at uh, Legacy Heating, they'll take care of you. Uh, our top story is, you know, uh, Oilers coming off a 5-4 shootout loss. They need to be better. They're still leading the NHL in goals four. Got touched up on the PK. Brendan, I, I hate to sound like a broken record. But I, you know, for me, the impetus should be on improving the penalty killing. Now that said you need your goalie to be your best penalty killer, and that didn't happen in last night's game. The Edmonton Oilers currently are 27th in the league in save percentage on the PK. That needs to increase as time goes on. You can reach out to us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. Rock out with Honeymoon Suite and the Headpins February 25th. The Rivercree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. You, uh, or head to com for more information. We are on Twitter. Brendan's a massive part of this show. He's available at Brendan with two Es, Scott with two Ts. Show Twitter account is at Oiters now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer. Uh One of the things that Brendan does a great job, podcasts. Brendan, it's amazing how quickly we get reached out to if the podcasts are up, not right away, and you do a a real concerted effort. How quickly do you get the podcasts up each day?
1: It's literally within minutes. I think what people notice is if I'm hosting and we've got somebody else doing the podcasting, then it might take a little bit longer. But typically, it doesn't take me more than five minutes after you're back into the newscast there for it to be up.
0: Well, you do a great job with that, and I hear right away from people via Twitter. And, uh, you know, what's what's the show Twitter account? At right now, it's over 40,000, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is actually. We're getting close to 40,400. Proud of that.
0: There we go. And, uh, You know, I have a few followers, too, and people reach out, and I I think we both know the podcast numbers for the show, and uh, I just want to thank everybody that's listening via podcast. We've met some people over the years. You know, Chris in Alabama, uh, Red is in town. He works with the Packers, and he's another guy that accesses the show via podcast. And I know there's – Part of my uh, Thursday night uh, board uh, members uh, club, once a month we, we go to a sell-side establishment. Uh, you know, Joe and Dino are guys that access the show via the podcast, so I know the power of those podcasts as well. And uh, Absolutely, it's a big part of things. All right, let's get to it. Edmonton coming off a 5-4 loss last night against Detroit. Again... The Orders had won five straight. Their next eight games were against teams 22nd or 32nd in the standings. They went 4-1-3. They got points in seven out of those eight games. The only game they didn't get a point in was Montreal. They got a point last night, and I think all of us are thinking the same thing. you got to find a way to get two points in that game. We go to the Orders now, Audio Vault. It's presented on a daily basis on the show by Direct Workwear, featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. And Cam was on the call last night.
2: The Oilers taking on the Detroit Red Wings. Tug out by Hyman. He'll get it to the middle to Nurse. He'll shoot off the post. He ripped it off the post. Aubrey into the corner. Jammed on net, Scores. From the side of the goal, Larkin. Back to Sider, comes down the left wing, to the left wing corner, shovels it into the net. He scores from the left wing corner. It looked like he was trying to center it, and it goes off the post, off of Campbell, and in. It's 2-0 Detroit, and that was a bizarre goal. Now to McDavid, into the Detroit zone, right wing. He'll leave it to Nugent Hopkins. He'll shoot, scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the right wing! So. The Oilers get on the board and cut the Detroit lead to two to one. Across we'll the Fabry right side, he'll shoot scores. Fabry off the right wing. A power play goal. Makes it 3-1 Detroit.
0: Mike, we're seeing the Oilers miss Vincent Deharnais. But Now they gave up two against Montreal, and they've
2: given up two here while they've been short-handed to Detroit. For Bouchard will shoot it off the stick of McDavid save. Rebound scores! Newton Hopkins! off to the right of Campbell, goes back to the line, Mata, he'll shoot, scores! Mata just ripped that thing from the point, that goes past Campbell, makes it 4-2 for Detroit, gives it to Perry, over on the right, drives that he And trying to get that in front of the goal. Couldn't get it to Costin. Kosta will chase after it. Has it now on the right side. Clean Costin up to the blue line. He'll turn. He'll shoot. Tips scores! Derek Ryan with the redirect. And this game is tied at four. And 60 minutes solves nothing. All right. Nugent Hopkins to start it. He'll go to the right, now makes his way back to the middle, slows up, backhand just wide of the net, tried to pull to the backhand for Uso. Uso stayed with it, but he missed the net. Fabry comes right down the middle. Zigs and zags, the backhand wide of the net as he tried to go to the deke, and he, he just he missed. It went wide. Now the, the second extra shooter for the Oilers. Kane picks the puck up at center. Goes over to the left. Here's Kane coming in. The shot saved by Husso. Got it with the pad. Hard shot by Kane. Husso with the left pad. Puse, Suter, the shooter. Don't have much of a buck on him. He's got skill, though. He does. It's a left-hand shot. Souter weaves his way into the oiler end here's Souter, the back and that gets by campbell and the red wings will win it in a shootout as he got it just under the pad of campbell five four will be the final
0: all right there you have it the Oilers uh, get knocked off by the detroit red wings after the game jay woodcroft had these comments
3: you know we had control of a lot of the parts of that game um i didn't mind our start i thought uh, we generated enough chances to win the game but i just thought we were a little bit sloppy in in some of our details um you know we lost the special teams game which Isn't conducive to winning hockey games if you if you lose the special teams game and then you know I thought there were there were a couple moments within the game where we were uh, the architects of our own chance against and um, you know we uh, we gave up two goals off faceoffs where we iced the puck prior to um, the faceoff goal against so uh, there's areas for us to to get better Um, but that said there you know I thought we had the bulk of the play in the game.
0: Oh, absolutely. There's no question. You don't shoot a team 45 to 23 at home. You got to find a way to win the game. Jay Woodcroft was asked about choosing shootout shooters.
3: Well, we do. We spend a lot of time talking about it. Uh, Summertime, we spend a lot of time studying it. Um, You know, uh, believer in past history um, you know but then there's times for gut feel as well you know I think this might have been Zach Hyman's first penalty sh- or uh, excuse me shootout attempt he scored on a penalty shot in Ottawa um, you know that went into that decision at, at that time um, but certainly we can be better um, we can be better and uh, you know uh, we didn't get the point tonight in the skills contest but as I said you know, there were numerous chances to win that game.
0: Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, on the Oilers trying to find their uh, elite form. They went through a pretty good run there for a while.
3: I think we went on a pretty good run and that's a credit to our players uh, for putting that run together um, I think what good teams do though is they respond um, to efforts that uh, maybe um, you know weren't their finest hour, uh, certainly the one in Montreal um, to a man, all of us weren't good enough that day, uh, today as I said I thought we did a lot of good things but some of the mistakes we made were, were key errors at, at the the wrong time and that forced us to chase the game the entire game uh, It's a credit to our guys who got better as it went along i think we were down to nothing after the first it, both teams scored two goals in the second and we scored two goals in the third uh we found a way to eke out a point i think that's a good sign but uh, as i said to ryan and and dnb we can be a lot better in certain situations
0: all right and i agree with them Following last night's game, Jack Campbell had these comments on the loss.
2: Yeah, just frustrating night. Uh, I thought the guys played a tremendous game fr- in front of me. Uh, a couple, you know, tough ones uh, to give up tonight. But, you know, things have been going really well lately. Don't want to uh, lose the momentum from one game, but we'll, I'll definitely look at it and, and move on. And Campbell added,
0: these kind of made a great save. The game was 4-4 late in the game, and he ro- absolutely robbed Tyler Bertuzzi.
2: Yeah, I mean that's just uh, trying to battle for the guys. They're they're playing so well tonight, and definitely deserve two points. But uh, you know Detroit played well, and uh, you know we'll definitely look at it and be ready to go for Thursday or Friday.
0: Here's Leon Drysaddle's thoughts on last night's loss, five-four in five, a shootout to the Detroit Red Wings.
4: Yeah, I thought we played pretty good. A uh, couple um, breakdowns that um, you know they kept plays on. They really didn't get much. Uh, I think we dominated the, whole, the entire game pretty much. So um, definitely a frustrating one, but hard, hard to win in this league when, when you give up four.
0: And dry settle added some additional perspective on not taking two points against the Red Wings.
4: Yeah, a waste of point for sure. Um, like I said, I thought we we played pretty well for the most part. Um, again, a couple, uh, couple mistakes, uh, you know, they capitalized on. and um, thought we, like I said, dominated. For, for the most part of the game. So definitely, uh, yeah, a lost point.
0: Overtime, it was really good for Edmonton for a couple of years, even at the start of this year, and it's gone a little bit quiet. Here's dry thoughts on last night's overtime, period.
4: Yeah, a lot of times stuff gets created off of shots, right, going the other way. So if there's no shots, there's not really any breaks going the other way. So, um, yeah, it was a snoozy one. <laughs>
0: He said it. Uh, and also added some additional perspective on how overtime is different now than in years past.
4: Teams adjusted over the last couple of years. And teams, uh, you know, every team has, has really good skaters and really skilled players. So, um, you know, every team's going to put their best players out. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a toss up.
0: in Edmonton. There we go. That's the Oilers Now Audio Vault. When we return uh, here in Oilers Now, we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. You're listening to Oilers Now. Let's get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and his staff, Elite Promotional Marketing. They care about you. They're Edmonton-owned and operated. Your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromomarketing.com. And here's Brendan.
1: And most notably in the league tonight is uh, Calgary hosting Detroit. Red Wings did sign 28-year-old Oli Mata to a two-year contract extension. Pays him $3 million a season. That got done today. Uh, sends GM Pierre Dorian says Alex Debrinket will not be traded at the March 3rd deadline. Bakersfield losing 5-1 to Colorado last night, second half of that doubleheader there. Noah Phillips scored in the power play, and you'd better tell us what went on with Ralph Lavoie there. I saw 12 penalty minutes. I, I, Condors. Somebody co- threw a stick
0: into the stands. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think Esposito's stick got chucked, air, got airmailed. Uh, you know
1: what? I saw Holty tweeting about that, so interesting. That's
0: all I got right now.
1: Huh. Well, the Condors are in Coachella Valley with Palm Springs uh, on Saturday. Oil Kings get the Calgary Hitmen Saturday at Rogers Place, and then Kamloops in town Monday afternoon. They'll have Logan Stankoven, Olin Zellweger, Caden Bankier all from Team Canada. Number four ranked Golden Bears resting up ahead of the semifinal of the Canada West playoffs starts February twenty.
0: 24th. Guess who's coming to that Kamloops game against Edmonton on, uh, on Are Monday? Are you? Yeah, well, we don't. We have a best of orders now, right? Oh, yeah. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Louis DeBrusque. We're going to return on orders now.